0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Despite the best of intentions, the General Services Administration's IT Modernization and Telecommunications Program, you know it as Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, is following the same tortured path as the previous initiative, the one it replaced. Heading into a key 12-month stretch, vendors under the EIS program say delays and additional costs are holding up agency efforts. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why vendors are concerned about this $50 billion program. He joins me now with more. Now, Jason, EIS did not come out yesterday. So why is this next 12-month period such an important stretch?
1: There's several reasons why agencies and vendors alike really believe over the next 12 months it's really make or break for the EIS program. First of all, Tom, as we reported earlier this week on March 31st, there was the big deadline that says GSA will no longer let certain agencies, not all of them, but certain small ones and ones that were, have been non-responsive use the former contracts known as networks any longer for new projects. So, for instance, if a small agency that has not really worked well with GSA over the last, you know, six or eight months, basically what happens is they were say, hey, we need uh, to add voice over IP services. And GSA is going to say, no, go to EIS. And that was a mistake they made under the last transition that ended up causing this huge delay, causing something in the effect of almost $400 million more than expected, 33-month delay. So over the next 12 months, what's going to happen is a lot of these agencies are going to put out there what they call fair opportunity solicitations, or they're basically task orders under EIS. And it's going to be a big rush this summer into the fall pushing toward the next deadline, which is March 31st, 2021, when agencies have to achieve a 50 percent transition uh, status of all services to the new contract. So between now and next year, this time, we'll see if indeed EIS is on the right track or if uh, it's going to be beset by delays and and cost overruns like uh, the network's transition was.
0: And I think the network's transition from FTS 2001 was equally delayed and bumpy, too, way back
1: Right. And I think GSA is trying to heed a lot of those lessons learned from that transition and those problems. And, and you know, to their credit, and, and the Government Accountability Office actually gave them credit at the a recent hearing before the House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on Government Operations, saying they have applied a lot of those lessons learned to the EIS transition. But when I talk to vendors, and Tom, I talk to both large and small vendors. I talk to the incumbents who have been around forever and the new ones, and they're all basically saying the same thing. There's a lot of delays, a lot of concern, a lot of agencies not really taking the advantage of the EIS, and a lot of agencies going, well, we'll, we'll just get it done, and then we'll figure out later to to really modernize. And, and what the vendors are telling me is that's a big lost opportunity, and it's a, it's a shame that they're not really looking uh, at, at a, if you will, more iterative approach, or more, okay, how can we modernize voice? Okay, how can we modernize data? Okay, how can we modernize mobility? And, and, and really see all that could happen. Instead, they're doing a lot of what they call like-for-like, like, meaning I had this one circuit, now I have the next circuit. So it went from networks to EIS. I may be paying less money, but it's, I'm not really modernizing.
0: Sure. And how much vendor overlap, by the way, is there between EIS and networks?
1: It's both a lot and a little. And I'll, let me explain that. So under EIS, for instance, there are the big ones, AT&T, Verizon, CenturyLink. Those are the big three. They were both also under the networks setup. But under EIS, GSA also has done a nice job of adding new ones. You have, for instance, BT Federal. You have Metel, Granite Telecommunication Solutions. You have a bunch of other ones that are now trying to get into the market and try to make their way. And I think that's part of the reason why there's a lot of frustration and concern is that because a like-for-like transition. And we're going to pick on the Justice Department for a second because they were out of the gate early. They did almost a billion-dollar EIS task order. And a big one like that, They what I hear from vendors is, it's it's a lot of like for like, but also it, it does not afford them the opportunity to really get a lot of innovation because they're going with an incumbent contractor versus saying, again, we're going to break out voice video, we're going to break out mobility, and then that's where that innovation can come in on a smaller scale. Uh, I think the concern among agencies that I've heard, talked to and heard is well, it takes a lot of integration. And will I then need a systems integrator to pull all that together? So I, th- I think it kind of goes back and forth. And, and GSA is ca- caught in the middle of how to balance both needs and both desires for innovation, modernization, but also, hey, I still need my stuff to work.
0: Sure. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And earlier this week, you had an interview with Bill Zelensky, the program manager basically for EIS. Do vendors have faith that he's doing what he can and the agency is doing what it can to accelerate this program?
1: A lot of the vendors have said that they understand the, the the precarious situation the GSA is in. They have a lot of responsibility but no real authority, right? If an agency says, well, we're just not going to modernize very quickly or we're going to take our time and we'll get it done when we get it done, what can GSA do? They can ask OMB for help. They can, you know, Emily Murphy, the administrator of GSA, can talk to the deputy or secretary of, of an agency to say, hey, you really need to do this, but what levers do they have to pull? And I think that's why they're saying maybe it needs to be more than just GSA who's kind of, you know, banging the gong, getting agencies to move. It has to be more from the Office of Management Budget, and it has to be more from Congress. And one of the things that came out from that hearing that was a couple weeks ago was maybe Congress would actually create some kind of scorecard. I think there's a lot of support from vendors for Congress to create some sort of, like, accountability measure. And also hearings, hey, we're going to bring in three or four agencies that are behind and ask them why. Now, will they do that given everything we're experiencing now with the coronavirus and all the focus on stimulus and things like that? It may not rise to that level of of priority for the members of Congress, but a letter, some sort of push would be much better than what we've seen so far, which is just GSA trying to beg, borrow, steal. (laughs) Come on, guys. Let's go. Let's go. You'll be cheerleader.
0: This is not a mandatory contract, but... All right. So what are the next set of deadlines now coming up?
1: Well, we have the big one, of course, in, in March 31st of 2021, when, when agencies really have to show that they are making uh, progress of transitioning services from networks to EIS. The other big one is is coming up this September when all contracts have to be awarded under EIS, all the task orders. And, and Tom, there's still quite a few that's out there. I think by last count, there's something like almost 100 Uh, fair opportunity solicitations that are in the works, meaning they have either are going through the agency review process with GSA or they're on their way to being put out to industry or they're out to industry and they're going to be um, reviewing them and bidding on them. So there's a big push. That's why this summer is so important to get so much out. Uh, Looking forward, agencies have a series of other deadlines. They have uh, until 2023, May 31st of 2023. That's when the current sets of telecommunications contracts, networks, what they call the Washington Interagency Telecommunications System, or WITS-3, and the Regional Local Service Agreements, LSAs, will all expire. So you have to be off those contracts and on EIS by May 31st, 2023. Seems like a long time from now, Tom, but it really isn't.
0: Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much.
1: My pleasure, Tom.
0: Be sure to check out his stories on all of this at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online,